The first sentence of this Mishnah really wraps up the topic we've had for the past several Mishnahs regarding the rights of an employee to eat while they're working with food. So the Mishnah here, it says, Shomre Peros, people who are just guarding the produce, meaning we're talking produce here, which is in the stage where people who are working with the produce would be allowed to eat it um, as an entitlement given to them by the Torah because it's after picking and before um, the finishing of the processing. But these particular people are not actually working with the produce at all. They're just standing by to guard it, like a human scarecrow or whatever the story is. So they really are not allowed to eat it by dint of Torah law, says the Mishnah. The Shomer Peros Ochen Mehilchos Medina. They may eat, but that's based on the law of the land, meaning prevailing custom of an employee is that um, people who are guarding should be allowed to um, also eat. Avalo Minha Torah, but not by dint of the Torah entitlement itself. The idea here is that since they're not working with it, they're not entitled to eat with it from the Torah law. That's not that's not what's going on. But um, it's a prevailing custom. People should be allowed to eat. Uh, it's in the interest of everyone that uh, everyone's happy and people are expected to work under conditions that they are as customary. So the Mishnah says in that time and place it was customary. Okay, so that's the end of that. Now the Mishnah continues on, but really this is like a new, not just a new paragraph, a new Mishnah. It's like a new parak. We're now going on to a new topic altogether. Um, we're actually returning to the topic we had back in the third parak of the uh, Arba Shomrim of custodianship, or in this context and the rest of this parak, we'll call it guardianship. So we're talking about someone who's a shomer. He's he's been uh, asked to. Um, he's in, in charge of someone else's property. So the mission here now turns that topic, and it says Arba Shomrinhen. There are four categories of guardian, okay? And they are Shomer Chinam. That's someone who is doing the owner a favor. He's guarding the property for free. Vahashowel, a borrower. That is someone for whom the owner is doing the favor. And as the person is borrowing it, he gets all the benefit, but loses and pays nothing. Noses Sachar, one who takes wages, that's what we call the Shomer Sachar, and the Hasocher, and the renter. Okay, the last two people, the Noseh Sachar, or Shomer Sachar, and the Socher, um, both are in some sort of like arranged um, quid pro quo arrangement where they're getting something, they're giving something. So the Shomer Sachar, or Noseh Sachar, he's getting paid to watch the flock, but also, so he gets something out of it, but also the person who owns the flock, let's say, is getting the benefit of having his flock watched. And same goes with the Socher, the renter, so on the one hand, he gets use of the lawnmower. On the other hand, he is paying rent toll fees to the owner of the lawnmower, so both are getting something. So the point of our mission here is that those four categories really, um, so that in the Torah's um, set up, there are basically three categories of liability. Okay? Um, the first is called pshia. Pshia, which means negligence, but it would include um, negligence as well as kind of willful misconduct. Negligence being sort of passively just not locking the door properly or something like that, whereas willful misconduct means you actually did something bad with the, you know, something irresponsible directly to the thing you're supposed to be protecting. So that everyone's on the hook for, okay? Even a shomer chinam, because he's expected to at least be a shomer to be a reasonable custodian and not do something negligent. Then you have um, what's called in the Chazal as geneva va'aveda, um, which means theft or loss. Now, those are things which are preventable um, with some effort. Um, so the Shomer Chinam, the unpaid custodian, is exempt from liability if it gets lost or stolen because he wasn't committing to do that much effort to protect things from happening. So he did; he acted in good faith. Um, and what will happen is he'll, if in the event that um, the item is lost or stolen, he'll be able to not, he'll be exempt from paying, but he has to take a, a set of shvuas, he has to swear formally in a bezdin 
that he was negligent and he what he says happened did happen and um he didn't you know misappropriate you know misuse the stuff that he was meant to be guarding etc so the point is he doesn't pay as long as he swears uh for for anything um other than pshia as far as the next the the shomer sachar and the and the socher these guys are responsible in the event of Genev or Veda. In other words, they're expected to put in extra effort to protect the item because, after all, they're being paid to do so. And that being the case, uh, if something happens that they could have prevented reasonably, like loss or theft, they'll be on the hook to pay for it. Then you have the third category, which is Onsen. Onsen means um, circumstances beyond one's control. So there, the Shomer Sachar or the Sechir, the Socher is also um, exempt because the animal just had a heart attack and died. What do you want from me? It's not my fault. I wasn't a bad custodian. I couldn't have done a better job. Um, reasonably expected to do a better job, and therefore they'll be exempt. Again, they'll just have to take a shvua to exempt themselves about the relevant matters. Um, the showwell, however, the, someone who's a borrower, so since he's getting all the benefit, so he's liable even for onsen, meaning, although it's not his fault that something bad happened to the animal, he's responsible to pay, make compensation, because the owner who gave the whatever it is to the to the showwell lent it to him is basically saying, I don't care what you, I don't care what happens, you just have to give it back to me. And that's the obligation of a shul. So those are the three levels here. Okay, so this the Mishnah insides now. Shomachinam nishba al hakol. Like I said, the Shomachinam can swear in anything, meaning um, not just for Ganeva uh, Neveda, but also for Onsen. I should say, not 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 just for Onsen, but even for Ganeva Neveda, he could swear, uh, and then for he be exempt. Vahashoel mishalam al esakol. The shoel, the borrower, like I said, he pays uh, for everything, even Onsen. As far as the middle case, someone who's being paid to be a custodian or someone who's a renter, they can take a shvua, they can swear regarding al hashvura val hashvuya val mesa. These are categories of these are examples of onsen, things beyond their control. I'll explain in a moment. However, they would have to pay to make restitution to the owner if the thing in which the, to which they were expected to be um, protecting uh, gets lost or gets stolen because they could have done better to protect it. These middle cases, the examples of of onsen. So that's shavura. Shavura means it gets broken, like the animal breaks a leg or something. Well, shavuya that means it's captive, literally, like a kind of you know kidnapped or something. In the context of the animal, means you know armed robbers came, or even truth is, even though it's even one armed robber, um, they you know put a gun to the head of the of the shepherd and said, give us, you know, the sheep. So the, that's, that's called an onus. And he's exempt. Um, it's not the same as Geneva. Geneva is when it happened the night when he was sleeping. But if it's by force, that's called a shvuya or that's listim. And Vahala Mesa, Mesa means death. It means, you know, death by natural causes. The animal just, you know, eventually had a heart attack and died or just died in old age. That's also called an on, S, onus. He's not responsible. Um, and uh, he's not responsible as a Shomer Sachar or a, or a Socher unlike a Shoel, the borrower who would be responsible even for things like that.